welcome to Everything You Remember Sucks. I'm your captain, Anup Ravilla. Oh shit, I didn't think of something witty. <laughs> yeah, just like always. I'm Colleen. And I'm Matt. Oh, that yeah. was so good, Anoop. Oh, so I, voice. the thing is, I think of these earlier, and I could tell you before I start the podcast, but I do not. I was at a work thing today that yeah. someone didn't know who Snoop Dogg was. What? Not the craziest part of the story. He thought Snoop Dogg was an actual dog. So he was thinking of Snoopy then. Was he or six no? years old? Like, who are He's you an adult, with? man. I've been sitting on this information. I've been home for about two hours now. <laughs> <laughs> Could not tell Colleen this. So he thought, okay, so he didn't know who Snoop Dogg was, but also thought that Snoop Dogg was a dog. So we started to do like a reverse 20 questions where I gave him five questions to try and deduce what Snoop Dogg was. Not okay. who, but what. Okay. And the first one I he asked was, is he a dog? Okay, well, that's, that's just, that's 20 questions 101 if dogs are the name. Right. But he was baffled when the answer was no. He didn't know where to go next. So he's never heard somebody... I mean, I guess it's a very prevalent part of my life. But he'd never heard of Snoop Dogg at all in the cultural zeitgeist? Anything like that? Never. This is... How old is this person? Older than I am. I'm speechless right now. Like 30s or 40s? Like, not much older. Like, same age group as us. Anybody in their 30s, I'm gonna say, knows who Snoop Dogg is. Well, I guess not, but that would be my thought. So the thing is, okay, so I work with an international team. These are international people. But he was the only one of the group who did not know. Okay, but he doesn't live here? I don't think that matters for Snoop Dogg. Well, where? wait, what is his internationality? He's Indian, and now he lives in Ireland, which is not um, stacking the deck against him. I I don't know, because Indian, I, I could still see it. If you told me he was, like, from sub-Saharan Africa, I'd be like, okay, it's probably, <laughs> this is fair, this is reasonable. But uh, India is a culture that has access to the internet and stuff. I don't know. I guess I don't know Snoop Dogg's popularity in India. But if you told me, just if you told me, hey, did you know Snoop Dogg had a line of commercials in India? I'd be like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. In terms of, like, famous people, I feel like he's, like, seven or eight in, like, recognition status. You think so? Mm. I'd say lower than that, but, like, definitely top 20. Who are more, re- who's more recognizable than Snoop Dogg internationally? Barack Obama. Okay. No, famous people, not Barack idiots. Obama's famous. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. You're telling me if you met Barack Obama, you wouldn't even think about asking for like... A I'd be like, do you know him? Snoop Dogg? <laughs> you would ask him. He, he probably does. <laughs> yeah, he probably knows him personally. Yeah. All right, uh, non-presidents. You think the, I don't think the Kardashians have more international recognition. Yeah, I can't imagine the Kardashians are anything outside of the States. Really? Yeah, I, I feel, feel like, like it nobody would be cares. a spectacle that Ed Sheeran. Want to watch. People mm-hmm. love Ed Sheeran. He's but no one knows who the fuck Ed Sheeran looks like. Everybody yeah, knows what the fuck Ed Sheeran looks like. That's why like. everyone freaked out when he was in fucking Game of Thrones. I think he's a, he's a bad singer. That's why people freaked out. No, because they no. recognized him. That's why when people run into fucking Rupert Grint, they say, hey, I love you, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rupert Grint lower than Ed Sheeran. We're not getting sure. any closer to ranking above Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I am 100% certain 
Ed Sheeran is above Snoop Dogg in terms of international recognizability. Right. Just to give some scale then, where in your number, like 1 to 5, 5 to 10, 10 to 50? Also, if we're going purely by numbers, it's going to be like some Indian person or some Chinese person. That's true. And it's not going to be anybody American. I, yes, I, I get it. Like, yeah. By pure stats, you're right. Also, like, some, like, I don't know, like Brad Pitt. Brad right? Pitt. He's got a huge international appeal. That's true. George Clooney is all over Italy George from Clooney, Nespresso. Yeah. Probably yeah. Matthew McConaughey. I don't think, not? no, I think Matthew McConaughey mm. is lower than Snoop Dogg. I think McConaughey might be lower, yeah. Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Tim Allen? Tom two, Cruise. Three. Below Tim Allen still, Tom Cruise. Weird. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> Mission Impossible, <laughs> Galaxy Quest, our thing. I'm still baffled. Sorry, I'm going to come in with Snoop Dogg a lot this episode. Yeah. It's very... Okay. I mean, I appreciate that this is emotionally devastating to you. Yeah, it's been And I day. also understand that this is weird. Like, don't get me wrong. Is Snoop Dogg I- the most recognizable rapper? Mm, I don't know. You might get... Yeah, yeah, it's I could see that. a fucking show with Martha Stewart. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. That's a criminal. My mom knows who Snoop Dogg is. Yeah, your mom knows who Martha Stewart is. Right, that's what I'm saying. The crossover appeal is endless. (laughs) You got me there. Are you looking up who Snoop Dogg is? No. (laughs) Shaq, apparently. Is more recognizable than Snoop Dogg? the single most recognizable human being of all time. Yeah, I guess if you told me, can you recognize the giant? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's just a height cutoff. Yeah. <laughs> you could just be like, well, that guy's pretty tall. He Can might you recognize be the big man against the non-big men? <laughs> yeah. You know that big person, the big dude who's walking by? You know how the ground is shaking? <laughs> That's Shaq. That's Kazan. I feel like... That's Kazan. This is interesting. Uh, there was a thing for <laughs> Dwayne like... Dwayne Johnson. A, there was a thing for like 2019, the most followed on Instagram. Hmm. That Good must metric. correlate, right? Instagram's not in China. Dwayne Johnson, Beyonce, Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez, Kim Kardashian, fucking told you a Kardashian would be on there. Kylie Jenner, Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo. A couple of soccer players. Oh, yeah. soccer, couple players of... soccer players are going to be up there. I, yeah. the thing. I am convinced not a single person in the entire continent of China cares about Kim Kardashian. Could you recognize... I could recognize Snoop Dogg, I think, before I recognize any of these people in real life. Yeah. But that's just in you. In real life. Well, okay, but The Rock has Shaq appeal, where it's just like, oh, that big man? That's, that might be The Rock. <laughs> okay, so I have my five big men. Yeah, exactly. Like, and one little man. It's like Kevin Hart. Yeah, Dwayne it's just you, you, you have big men, and it's just stratified by race, right? Asian, he might be Yao Ming. Yeah, true. He's black, it's Shaq. If he's like Pacific Islander, it's Rock. And then once I'm through Big Men, I have yeah. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> right underneath that. Eminem's on this list as well for rappers. Again, Eminem, who there's the top, a recognizability factor. Who are the top five most popular rappers according to the Googles? No, Drake, I, Kanye, Jay-Z, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, popularity again i think that's just like a metric but i think actually this brings up a good point which is that rap doesn't have an international appeal true because it's it's very lyrically focused Mm. you know like you don't have to 
Ed Sheeran has an international appeal because there's no, there, his songs that you, yeah. there's no substance to them. Like you, I wouldn't listen you can to speak Japanese rap because I wouldn't get it. Wow, how oh, close you gotta start to listening to Japanese rap, Colleen. I Let know. me turn you. I got it's, I got some picks. So uh, sorry. Yeah. All right, I would never have recognized Kendrick Lamar's face, but I would a hundred percent recognize Snoop Dogg. How you doing over there? I, Are you gonna make it through this? Should I, we stop? I. If you're okay talking about Snoop Dogg the whole episode, let's keep going. If not, How maybe we can reconvene. He might be a big Six man. Four? <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's. Tall. I guess I had always pictured him being very he small. Fucking animorphs in a music video, and you're telling me he's not the most recognizable person on earth. Okay, that's literally him turning into another thing. Okay, so most recognizable would, person on He does turn on into earth? a dog. Probably like the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Okay. Oh, co- Colleen, if you put the Dalai Lama in a t-shirt and jeans, you wouldn't know who the fuck that was. You're playing the numbers He game. never wears a t-shirt and jeans. Can okay, he? but even if he's wearing put the robes, Snoop he could just be... Put Snoop Dogg in a fucking dress and you're not going to recognize him. Right. I'm going to recognize I'm Snoop Dogg in a dress. I'm going to draw the Dalai Lama from memory and Snoop Dogg from memory and we'll see who you get close to. Well, like a really bad drawer, but I've seen he... the Dalai Lama in person. Here's the thing. If I we swap their that. outfits, if we give Snoop Dogg the Dalai Lama's <laughs> outfit, the Dalai Lama Snoop Dogg's outfit, you know, you're like, why the fuck is Snoop Dogg wearing those robes? <laughs> see? I'm telling you. <laughs> Oh my god, it's devastating news, you guys. Alright, listeners, please do some research for us. Thank it's you. crazy that there's a Snoop Dogg cameo in Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's about that time. Shall we? Shall we get into it? Just <laughs> knock that out because we Should I just put the peaked. music now? Like it was a cold <laughs> open? Yeah, that's that's when you do it. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Actually, this will work. I'll, I'll take us into the segment. Ah, uh, you're about to enter a world of intrigue, a world of adventure. Welcome to the Allen Zone. And then, yeah, this is when you come in with the Allen Zone theme song. This is really good. Did I do it? I'm a lucky lady. Yeah, you're very lucky. Guys, welcome to the Allen Zone. Okay, I have I have thoughts about this too. When we did the Santa Claus... You yeah. made the compelling argument that we were as much of a Bernard Stan podcast as we were a Tim Allen podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you threw the scales mm-hmm. away. Okay. The thing is, the scale will tip one way. The scale will tip another way. Eventually, we'll get back to Bernard, whom you still don't know his name. Do you? So, I know his name. What is it? I won't say it here, but I know it. I think that means you don't know it. I know his secret name. (laughs) His true name. Spoken in only eldritch invocations. (laughs) That's besides the point. We're talking about Tim Allen today. The problem is a Tim Allen podcast might have legs. And I'm concerned that I think that. The thing is, they have a lot of legs. They have a centipede level of legs. Yeah, there's a lot to work with. We haven't even touched on home improvement, man. Oh We've only alluded to it in, in vagaries. We in could have a whole podcast on just home improvement. I know, and we call it tool time. Uh, <laughs> but that's besides the point. We're here to talk about Galaxy Quest, which is not a pick because Tim Allen is in it. Okay. It is a pick because it is a sci-fi movie that came out in 1999, the same year that that garbage fire known as the Phantom Menace came out. <laughs> this was a one crazy thing is this movie is better than a Star Wars movie. It is. 
It's it's it is. It just is. Uh so <laughs> Galaxy Quest. Tim Allen is Qui Gon Jinn in the right. reboot. I, I'll I've never seen this movie. Oh, that's fun. This I've seen it a few times. I in there. I saw it not when it came out because I think the conceit would be lost on a child. <laughs> um, but I definitely saw it at some point on HBO, TBS, something like rerun type territory. And I remember kind of liking it, but nothing too remarkable. Um, I mean, it's just like a Star Trek themed thing. Yeah. Which I think I thought was more Star Trek heavy than it actually is when I watched it earlier. Like, oh, I must be missing something. But now watching it now, I don't think you need to be like a huge Star Trek fan to get a decent amount out of this movie. No, they they really avoid uh, straight up parody. It is... It is very much like this situation. Like, if you picked up the cast of Star Trek and asked them about their life, this would probably be what the, the life they're living. You know, they're being abducted by aliens. They're well, saving yeah. Yeah, the universe. Uh, so, Galaxy Quest starts off with uh, introducing us to the cast members of a space adventure television show called Galaxy Quest. Mm-hmm. Um Essentially, they're they're uh, sort of a one to one corollary with Star Trek, right? A show where a group of people cast live inside of a spaceship and go on various adventures. Um, these people are now kind of washed up and spend their days going to fan conventions. And the former lead and captain of the show, Tim Allen, uh, he really likes this life. Like he enjoys going to the conventions. He enjoys the fans, but the rest of them really hate it. Uh, Particularly our second Alan, Alan Rickman, and uh, our third Alan, Sigourney Weaver. They don't care for it at all. Um, also, you know, I feel like this movie was really Tim Allen stepping out of his, you know, his comfort zone where he normally plays the asshole that turns into a good... Oh, nope. Same fucking premise in every movie. Is there ever a time that Tim Allen doesn't start off as a fucking asshole? The man knows his wheelhouse. Yeah, he know? he executes. I think we talked about this in another Tim yes, Allen episode because it makes me and and this like every Tim Allen movie that I see subsequently, I just get more and more mad about the it. The problem is, I think we used Adam Sandler as the counterpoint, and then we watched Uncut Gems, and you're like, well, if he could do that, Tim Allen could be a nice guy and turn into an asshole, right? Like, clearly, actors are capable of acting. So right? what you're saying, we're waiting for our. Tim Allen presents Uncut Gems. Dude, I would... When's the last time Tim Allen was in a movie? Toy Story uh, 4. Toy Story? This mm. year. Okay, he, other um, than Toy Story. Santa Claus 3, 4? 3? <laughs> There's no Santa Claus When 4. you fact check that, like, the weird thing, Anoop, that setup is, like, basically all there is to it, except they make it seem like Tim Allen being more into it also means he's more successful. Like, he has a very nice house, whereas everyone else is living in, like, apartments. Oh, and... I assume he's making his money on syndication. Okay. Like, yeah. No, no, I mean, but that—that that is that. Is that because he's the captain, he's more successful. So right. people like him more, people want to meet him more, he does more appearances, theoretically. Uh, that's what they're saying. Um, and he's kind of, like, a little cocky because of it. But he seems to, like, have a genuine relationship with the fans. Like, he actually likes them um so we go to it, the the sh- the movie starts at kind of a convention he's uh 
talking to fans, having good interactions. These group of kind of weird fans come up to him and tell him that they need him for something. He agrees to do another gig, or so he thinks, and then uh, he has another interaction with the these guys in a bathroom who are just shit-talking the whole convention that they're also at. Yeah, I don't yeah. get this scene where it's like, like Tim Allen is having his... Here. Yeah, his reality check. Like, there's competing conventions. Like, oh, there's the Galaxy Quest convention happening, and then also the cool guys convention. But yeah. sorry, shared bathrooms. Oh, yeah, the gathering of the dude bros was right. there. <laughs> so they shit all over Tim Allen, and Tim Allen, being uh, a man-child, proceeds to shit all over some of his fans um, and storm out of the convention and go on a bender. Pretty unprofessional to have one bad overheard conversation in the bathroom make you physically abuse fans and your fellow cast but yeah i mean surely he would have known that people have those thoughts about his show right yeah i I would think like i mean they don't play up the show like it's some marvel cinematic thing like it's star trek right like it's kind of campy bad effects like there's nothing about it that makes it seem like he wouldn't be a realist. He's even kind of a realist about all of it, that they're doing these conventions. And yeah, kind and he's of taking like, these like shitty side gigs where he's just yeah. making some a quick buck where he knows it's just a bunch of bullshit. But so like, he, why would he get so offended by this one comment? Yeah, but it ruins his whole day and therefore he drinks himself into a blackout. Yeah, seems yeah. pretty healthy. Um, I don't see yeah. the problem. No, me neither. Yeah, yeah. So he wakes up from his totally normal blackout, and he's approached by the weirdos from the convention. Which he who invites into their his house. Yeah, I mean, you know, he never gave them his address. Yep. Or anything, really. But somehow he's like very like, oh yeah, these people should be here, and this all makes sense. Um these people uh he passes out in the back of their car and wakes up in a replica of the ship from the show and he's they talk him through they're having a conflict with this guy named general saris and he's like oh cool this must be like an acting gig so he says some vague orders tells them to attack him and then pretty much boogies leaves uh but while he's leaving they teleport him back to earth and he's like oh shit all of that was actually real and he's his mind is totally blown. I feel like we have a lot to unpack here. Because sure. the whole show or whole movie is kind of set up like you find out if you're one of the actors slowly that this is all real. Like you either get shot through space or Yeah, like you meet. I would argue aliens. that's not very slow. I maybe if you were if you woke up on a fucking spaceship and there's no cameras and it's seemingly just a spaceship, I think you would realize pretty quick it's not an acting gig. I don't know. He's pretty hungover. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been so hungover that my grasp on reality is fleeting. Yeah, like that's the drunk part, not the hungover part. It would have been more believable if they came for him in the middle of the night when he was still drunk. Yeah. It does kind of go directly the opposite of his role as Santa Claus, where he does the whole thing as Santa Claus, believing that he's Santa Claus, and then the next day thinks that it was all the dream. Exactly. I, it's yeah. just like, 
Because he wakes up, he walks through the ship, sits on the captain's chair, and it all happens. Like, yeah, but he sh- thought it was a very well bit, built set. Which should have been his first clue, because he thought he was getting himself into a really poorly set up, low budget appearance. So if it looked that real, shouldn't he have been concerned? Are we not going to talk about the fact that he tried to talk to the woman and her translator was quote unquote broken and they speak in this like shrill babbling language? Oh yeah, the the aliens are pretty whack, which I was going to get to uh, once we finally teleport the rest of the crew. Yeah, that is like a pretty absurd scene. But we get like glimpses that these people are not human. Yeah, well, one of them is Dwight Schrute, so we already know that they're not human. Yeah, yeah, they all have, like, slicked down black hair. They have, like, a grayish skin, but they are seemingly humanoid. Like, they're, I, they're I, not grays or anything like that. I think my favorite part about these aliens is the fact that they, all like, most of them have normal voices. Yes, they say words weird, but the, like, main guy has, like, and you're like why are you the only one that talks like that well he made a choice that i don't think the rest of the cast was. yeah he committed he really he's like we have translators so we have to sound weird and everyone else is like no (laughs) no yeah (laughs) um one other thing that i think they set up that we could i think just cover now is that there is like a rabid fan base about this that goes beyond just like liking the show. Who is like oh yeah, reading... Justin Long is a really big fan of Tim right. Allen. Like reading yeah. into the actual science of it and like what they're doing, and they're pretty dismissive of them early. Yeah. Um. um so besides that, Tim Allen is a dumbass and should have realized this early. Can we also joke about or talk about how they're. Joke about yeah, joke about. no jokes. This can is we a serious can we be serious podcast. about how they he takes Justin Long and his group of friends not very seriously at all? Yet these fucking aliens that he thinks are just cosplaying as aliens, like he's okay with them. So it's like, uh, oh, nope. if you're totally fucking nerdy, aliens before the bathroom, Justin Long before the devastating bathroom overheard conversation. Mm. When you've had your world rock so hard by two prepubescent boys joking about how your show is a joke, you can't take your fans seriously. I guess. But then they showed up the next day and he's like, sure, let's do this. Well, that's after Colleen, been... if I haven't had my coffee, I can't take Justin Long seriously. <laughs> and that's just a day-to-day appearance. The know? next time he sees him, he's been beamed back from space. Yeah, he runs, so he gets beamed back and he's going to tell his cast. He runs into Justin Long and drops the communicator that the aliens gave him. And Justin Long picks up the real communicator. Tim Allen runs off with a fake communicator, shows up to his cast. The whole cast is like, you're full of shit. He's like, no, I got this communicator. And then it's the plastic fake communicator. And they're like, you're still full of shit. Um, And the whole cast is walking away. And they're like, he sucks. I hate him. Alan Rickman's like, fuck Tim Allen. I've never liked Tim Allen. Uh, I'm going to go rob a building. Uh, it doesn't. There. Then they're all in a truck together. And they're like, oh, wait. We need to get paid. And that's why they all run back to see what Tim Allen has to say. Yeah. Before we get so to... The- 
the the crew getting beamed up. I do like the kind of sci-fi world building or like the technology that this world seemingly has. Like I think the teleporter or like being beamed back to space like very quickly is super cool. Like just covered in like a pod and shot into space. Yeah, into you a get black encased hole. in a tide pod and launched into space. <laughs> yeah, and like I think the aliens look pretty good. Like for a movie that I don't think had it's the biggest part of it is not the special effects by any means. Like I do like the Galaxy Quest world they build. Yeah. And they lean what, in what very do you hard think to is this. the budget of this movie. Ooh, I don't know. That's Colleen. It's a podcast. You got to Okay, go. what was 45 the budget? million. I don't know. What's the budget of a normal movie? I think who's to say? I think Phantom Menace was 125 million or something like that. All right, let's say 30 million. Okay. Uh, Matt, you guessed what was it? 45. It was $45 million. Wow. That was a really good guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Snoop Dogg, yeah. I'm coming. See now, you soon. How much did this movie make in the box office? 37. 37 million? 50 million? Made 90.7 million. Wow. Damn. A, a glorified nice hit. Well, good for them. Yeah. Nice around. Anyways, um, they all run over to Tim Allen, who's with the Thermians, the aliens. And they're all, the cast still think he's, he's talking about like some appearance or some movie. They don't know what he's talking about. And the Thermians are like, okay, well you can go meet with him. And they teleport the entire cast to the space station and they, uh, proceed to pretty much freak out except Monk. Oh, Monk's part of the cast too. It's not just Sigourney Weaver and Alan Rickman and Sam Rockwell's there as well. Yes, <laughs> Sam Rockwell's whole character I think is great because he's an extra on the show who's also doing these appearances and yeah. just leans into the fact that he's an extra and doesn't belong there even though yeah. he's part of like the main main cast, quote-unquote, now. I mean, the cast of this movie is really good. Like, absurdly <laughs> like, good. Like, really good, right? So, yeah, all the actors are on board the ship and they realize that everything that has happened has been real and that the aliens are in fact real and moreover the aliens believe that they are all their characters from the show right they're not actually on the ship yet they've landed on some sort of like space harbor spaceport type thing i think my favorite part of of this section of the movie is when they're all freaking out about how they just realized that they're actually in space and they're all like wobbly, which like Tim Allen, I don't think was wobbly. He's I don't so remember that being thing. Just lean into it. Yeah, yeah, but then they're all wobbly, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you got to do this, and then you'll feel better." And it's like, "Bitch, you've been to space once. What did you he have to do? Such now. a man." Oh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I don't well, remember what it was, but he was just like telling them how to adjust better, and I was like, "Yeah, well, leave it to Tim Allen to mansplain space." But. Mm. Let's unpack. Okay, let's just get into it and unpack the best part of this movie. Is that the aliens believe that they who they were who they are who they were on the show, so therefore glorified, like stellar space explorers. Yeah, they refer to their show as a like historical documentary. And yeah. to be historically accurate, they've recreated the entire ship from these historical archives right 
which yeah. is just so good. It's good. It's really good. And they, they really deliver on that bit on multiple levels. So many times. Like, like, it's not just like, oh, a one-off, like the ship looks like it. Like, throughout the movie, there are payoffs from right. each character as to like, hey... Remember in that episode where there was just this like total nonsensical bullshit thing? That's yeah. in the shit. Yeah. Like uh it's so some good. of the highlights of that bit, which are throughout the movie, um the entire flying of the ship is based on the the pilot of the ship was this little kid. Now he's a grown man, and based on the movements that he just decided to do yep. while he was on set. Yep. So at one point in time later in the movie, he literally goes and watches old episodes to learn what they think his movements mean. <laughs> um, Sigourney Weaver is the only one who can talk to the computer because her character on the show was relegated to just repeating what the computer said. Yep. Yeah. While so her everybody else out. can ask the computer things, but only Sigourney Weaver can get it done. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Let's I like see. that they lean uh, to that bit like a couple of times. The best one about times. it is when they're trying to get to the control room. And I know this is later in the movie. And there's like this series of pistons that they have to get yeah, through. And, and there's then, a bunch of pistons. And they're like, what the fuck? Who designed this? And they cut to the, <laughs> the episode. And then Sigourney Weaver is constantly like, this is lazy writing. This is bullshit. What a terrible <laughs> episode. <laughs> like, it's just so... The movie pretty much very quickly just accepts how meta it's going to be and then i think just does a really good job delivering on it and yeah. every time that was one of the bits it's just great it's so good it's so funny yeah yeah uh i think standout first of all well let's let's get into the core plot of it and then yeah. i want to talk a little bit about the acting but um so the the thermians who are our main aliens reveal that their race has essentially been Entirely wiped out by this evil general, General Saris. That's the guy Tim Allen mistakenly told them to fire on. Mm -hmm. uh, now General Saris is back and he wants revenge on them. So they take the protector, the name of the ship, out to go meet with Saris. Saris is like, yo, fuck yourself. I'm going to kill you. Uh, they escape through a minefield, but they damage the ship in the process. Um, little point about Saris. The prosthetics in this movie are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, the except for effects. the like speaking pieces where the doesn't really the kind mouth. of map. Yeah, it doesn't move quite right. Right, it reminded me of like a low budget orc. Yeah, exactly. It does look like a low budget. But orc. They look very yeah. good, and he looks menacing. I don't think we talked about when everyone arrives on the ship instead of being greeted by quote unquote humans, they're greeted by like four octopi that have like menacing looking tools that just like probe and like yeah monitor well, there them. is a pretty long probing scene yeah yeah that was an interesting graphic choice. very graphic it's... very disturbing yeah, yeah. remind me of Requiem mean... for a dream oddly enough <laughs> yeah it is kind of interesting because monk does fall in love with an alien and who he knows is a tentacle monster they no and not only do we know it they lean into that being a joke yeah, Monk is into it. Monk yeah. is very uh, into it. And Sam Rockwell does not know what to think. Um, uh, uh, but yes, the, the aliens that Tim Allen and team have been recruited to save are non-humanoid, but are seemingly very peaceful and yeah. dim. Yeah, very dumb. 
Not too dumb. They could still build an entire spaceship. Yeah. Right. Dumb enough to not really understand the concept of lies or television. Yes. So they, they have no idea that the, the TV show is fake. And Tim Allen's like, well, no, we got to we gotta be these characters for these people. Um, so they escape from General Ceres, who's destroyed their ship. They have to go recover a new beryllium spe- sphere um, to which, power the ship. Which is also made up in the show. As like yeah. what the power source is, exactly. Uh, okay, so they go to an. So it's made up in the show. This is the part that I I don't get. Like they recreated a lot of stuff, right? But they made it up in the show. But how do they exist in this actual world? That's kind of what I like about it. Is that like the movie doesn't really try to answer that question. There's also the whole plot of the movie is that Saris is trying to figure out what Omega Thirteen is. And they never reveal it in the show, but somehow it's been brought to reality. Yeah, just by like these right. aliens. That's it's it's like the core beat. The, the core bit is that the big doomsday device nobody knows what it actually does, right. and that the aliens built it, and they're like, "Oh, we don't know what it does." <laughs> right, just built it. they just know it has yeah. to exist. So I think that the beryllium sphere falls into that, where it's like it doesn't have to exist in nature. It's just like there is technology so advanced that it'd be like, okay, we need this, so here it is. Yeah. But it did exist think, in nature because uh, they were mining it. I don't know. I, I, yeah, again, the, I, it's not perfect. My, <laughs> but this movie is very punchy. For all of the plot we're going through, it's an hour and forty minutes. It's a quick movie. It That's doesn't true. like overstay its welcome. This isn't fucking Endgame with three hours with so like could spend I thirty minutes on beryllium spheres. Think the you know? end drags on a bit but we're we're not there yet we're not there yet yeah so they go there's a kind of an action scene where they get this beryllium sphere um there's a bunch of evil babies very weird choice Uh, yeah they get the sphere but tim allen gets stuck on the planet the evil babies make tim allen fight a rock monster no so a weird choice a they make him fight then... like a pig humanoid and then a rock and then monk right. has his moment where they've designed a teleporter that he only he can operate oh yes because he's the only one who operated on the show right and then monk teleports the pig monster by accident and it turns him inside out not by accident he's <laughs> testing it to see right, if he can yeah. Um, yeah it turns him inside out and the pig monster explodes all over this the movie has like some very weird elements like that are cronenbergian where it's like the pig monsters inside out and then like explodes like goop all over the the alien. Yeah, it's a few steps away from something out of Rick and Morty. It really is. Like <laughs> yeah. there are other there are other instances of it throughout the movie where it's just like a little weird, like further than you'd expect them to go. But yeah, the right. pig monster inside out and then blowing up is one of them. Where it's yeah, like, it was a lot. Hmm, okay, it's definitely a choice. Yeah, it's definitely a strong choice. Yeah, they leaned um, in. Yeah, uh, the pig monster explodes. They are. Uh, Tim Allen's getting chased by a rock monster. They're eventually able to teleport him out of there. Yeah, they they teleport him out of harm's way. He's back on the ship. Hey, you forgot about the bit where they all look like babies, and they're like, oh, look at how cute these babies are. And then they all look at Tim Allen, and they go, oh, look, they sent a baby. It was funny. Because the opposites? Because the opposites? Because the opposites. The Benjamin buttoning of that race? Yeah, it was funny. 
It implies oh, that right. all of and their... when they eat one of their young, <laughs> yeah, it implies that all of their babies look like Tim Allen, and that's oh, not yeah. a reality that I want to. Well, imagine. our babies don't look like their babies. Tim Allen. They just had babyish features but because they imagine, were like less wrinkly. Imagine a world where all babies look like Tim Allen. Yeah, Colleen, imagine a world. You've just delivered your first child, and you're like, "Oh, can I see him?" <laughs> They, you fucking they pass him up. Size of a baby, head of a Tim Allen. I would. I Tim would. Allen was a glorified fucking movie star. You know what? We deserve global warming and Trump. He was yeah. famous and successful, and I'm mad. Tim Allen probably has so much Matt, money still. Tim Allen's still famous. He has a TV show. What TV show? Oh, you haven't? You don't know? I I don't know the name of it, but I know my parents watch it. Oh, let me look Snoop Dogg. It was on here. Uh... Didn't Tim Allen? It's like get... man. It's like Man of the House or something Didn't like Tim that. Tim Allen get busted for a fuck ton of cocaine. Okay, sure, but who has it? I looked this up. Okay, I th- <laughs> I feel like we need to talk about this. I don't know if we do. We do. So Tim Allen. His last movie that he was really in. So in 2006, he had a good run going where he was doing like Santa Claus. He was doing (laughs) Toy Story, spinoffs of Toy Story. That's pretty much all he's done. Like his roles are either like the Santa Claus or himself or Buzz Lightyear. And then he kind of just drops off in like 2000. 10 and then ever since 2010 all he's done is narrate be himself or be buzz lightyear like he's just like riding that fucking high and he's probably making so much money are you telling me we're it. running out of tim allen movies for our podcast yeah uh-oh ah but there's tv <laughs> i don't see a tv show where he but let's see he was on home improvement wow that was an eight-year show yes it was wildly wow. successful the Drew Carey show, uh, only on like an episode, and then he it's was... called Last Man, Last Man Standing, two thousand eleven till Standing, present. Yeah. That's wow. what I'm saying. He's still on TV. The man is making money. Wow, wow. This is be- and then he's just in a bunch of other things for Toy Story. And he's also in some video games as Tim the Toolman Taylor, and then Buzz Lightyear. There was a video game for Home Improvement. Oh my God! Oh Can no, we no. Play it? Uh, if you actually just, if you watched, they just announced that Tim the Toolman trailer is going to be in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which <laughs> the, is pretty cool. The new I DLC think. fighter? Hell yeah. <laughs> the new DLC. Yeah. Part of the new DLC character pack is going to be Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oddly enough, Buzz Lightyear will be the next one. <laughs> so he's fine. Oh my God. Home Buzz Lightyear actually would be pursuit. a great Smash character. I Wait, I think I, I think I've actually played this Home Improvement game. I need to see images of it. Sorry to interrupt Anyways. your Smash Brothers bit. <laughs> it's good. No, I mean, it's very important. I'll, I'll keep recapping the movie while you guys just do other I'm things. I'm good, I'm but... good, I'm good. You opened Instagram. <laughs> Did you see that instinct? I, and I turned it, I put it down. I know, but just the, scary. Uh, yeah, the, the future is here. I'm mind-controlled by Facebook. Thank you. Yes. So... They get the beryllium sphere, but Saris shows up anyways. Saris takes over the whole ship, and then he kills the main alien who talks weird. Uh, well, he doesn't kill him, but he hurts him real bad. He tortures him and bad enough that he is incapacitated. 
Yeah, and Tim Allen tells the main alien the truth, which is that the TV show was all made up. Um, and Saris is like, ha, now, I, now I've proved you wrong because he's seen the historical documents and he knows that the, ships, all the show is all made up. So uh, Saris sentenced them all to death by blowing up the ship um, and drains the oxygen out of the crew yeah. quarters. He's pretty fucking savage. Yeah, it's pretty honest. dark. And he also gives them like a perfect amount of tasks to do. He's yes. like, I will A, deprive the aliens of oxygen. B, yeah. keep guards in a control room. And C, the ship will blow up because its sphere is fractured. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so he calls, Tim Allen calls his best friend Justin Long. And Justin Long knows the schematics of the ship, so he knows how to shut down the self-destruct. Um, so Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver go to shut down the self-destruct. Uh, Alan Rickman goes to save the crew. Um, one of the aliens that Alan Rickman is friends with dies in the process. And Alan Rickman gets very mad about the whole thing. Yes, he's pretty upset. Uh, he's pretty upset. Uh I, I guess this is the point at which to talk about, like, they're all doing a really good job. Well, that's where I think the sh- like the conceit works, because since they designed everything to be perfect to the show, which was characters yeah. they played for a hundred something episodes or whatever they say, yeah. like, they just have to be the character they pretended to be for their whole lives to succeed. Right. And the whole point I- of Alan Rickman's character is that he feels like he threw away his 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 quote-unquote acting card by doing this gig right. and like that he's not a real actor anymore and it's like well now you get a chance to literally prove yourself all you have to do is act like you would have in the show right and he like unscripted and his character is like the things that need to be done like being selfless or like praying for strength and all these things and <laughs> yeah. it works yeah I, I was talking more about like the real life people doing they they're actually act like oh yeah these are good actors oh alan rickman's that they have great in this yeah movie. no the alan movie's rickman good. does a great job sigourney weaver does a great job sam rockwell i fucking love hilarious. sam rockwell in this movie he get, he's like really the standout of this because he's constantly obsessed with the fact that he's gonna die yeah he, so like yeah great. his whole conceit is that since he's like a red shirt on star trek that he has yeah. to get killed in some way and he's always like sacrificing himself up like this is it. Like, this is how I have to go. Yeah. And then they're like, well, couldn't you just, like, not do that? Like, Can't you just be yeah. the comedic relief? And he's like, oh, yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah. Monk does a good job. Uh, and even Tim Allen. Yes, he's playing a similar version of many characters he's, he's played before. He's just being Tim Allen. It's the best Tim but Allen we've seen. It's very, he's very understated. He's much. He does genuinely pull off some heroic moments in this movie, and standout thing about this movie that makes it far and away better than any of the other Tim Allen movies that we've watched. No fart jokes. There aren't. Okay. There's no fart jokes. Wow. I, we could probably save this for the end, but we'll do it here because we're very Tim Allen focused right now. We have watched four Tim Allen movies for this podcast. All right. What sure. was it? Jungle to Jungle. Jungle to Santa Jungle. Claus, Santa, Claus Santa Claus 1. Two. Santa Claus 2. And now Galaxy Quest. That's so many. You have to rank them in the correct order of Tim Allen performances. Oh. 
best. I feel like this is let's let's kill this movie real quick. Okay. Because okay. this is like the end. This is the end discussion, right? Yeah. Um, this is where okay. I think it drags on because it feels like the end, but all of these beats that we're talking about kind of just like take a little. Okay, longer. but this is the best part because Justin Long's hilarious and the mom scene is yeah. really funny like where his mom forces him to go out and take the garbage out so fucking that's good. what i'm saying i think this is justin long's first on-screen performance too it's good he did really well it's, yeah so justin long killing it he's very funny uh he helps them save the day they de- the they stop the self-destruct oh, mechanism no my favorite moment of this whole movie was the mom and dad being like well at least he's outside and i thought that was so funny fucking funny because whose parents didn't hound them when they were a kid like you got to go outside you can't stay in your room all day you can't stay inside all day like you have to go outside and i just thought that was so fucking 1990 yeah no my favorite part of the movie is they hit the self-destruct sequence stop it doesn't stop keeps counting down and then stops on one because they're like oh because on the show it always stopped on one (laughs) yeah that I think is yeah. the best, like most meta <laughs> bit in the whole thing, because they stop it at like twelve seconds, and then it cuts down, and they're hugging each other and saying their goodbyes, and then it stops on. Yeah, exactly. We Perfect. also forgot to mention that Justin Long at this point has told him what the Omega, what they think that the, the Omega theory of the Omega does, thirteen, which is like that it buys you an extra thirteen seconds, resets time yeah. thirteen seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So you go back and so, time 13 seconds, yeah. They trick Saris into blowing up his own ship by flying through the minefield. Right. We think Saris is dead. Oh, this is when uh, What's-His-Face proves his driving skills. Exactly. After watching yeah. all the videos of him driving the ship, now he, before he was going through the minefield and he was fucking everything up, and now he's going through the minefield and he's crushing it because he watched all those videos. Yeah, yeah. He YouTubed how to fly the ship and did it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> kind of like we did okay. when we were driving a stick in Italy. <laughs> yeah. How to run a podcast. We think that Saris is dead. They're flying back to Earth. Saris shows up and shoots a bunch of people in the stomach. Various people in the stomach. Shoots Alan Rickman. Shoots Sigourney Weaver. Shoots Tim Allen. Tim Allen's like, oh shit, we're all going to die. So he activates the Omega-13, which allows him to jump 13 seconds back into the past. And he's able to beat Saris before he shoots He anybody. beats Monk's ass. Because yeah. Saris is disguised as Monk. Yeah, oh yeah, he beats up Which Monk. We f- and then... Is there any indication of that being a thing that Saris can do? No. Okay. Oh no, all of the aliens have, have cloaking things. Have cloaking things, okay. and he's using one of theirs. But okay. it doesn't... The cloaking things they don't say are just like cloak someone who exists. Yeah, no, uh, they, have, they have a scene. A 30 minute scene earlier where they say we have a, a cloak that makes you look like monk <laughs> but just that one okay hundreds of challenge them. question what is monk's actor's name <laughs> matt if i knew i would have said it at any point well, in time. even easier question what is his character's name uh again <laughs> monk i don't fucking know impossible to say how does who who who's to say it's it's tony shalhoub is the name? Oh, there monk. we go. How do I not know yeah. that? I feel like I've watched so much Monk that I should know that. That's why he's yeah. Monk, just like Seinfeld is Seinfeld, obviously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> incredible joke that you guys didn't give enough credit, but <laughs> okay. Well, it's a it's a fine joke. <laughs> um, Tim Allen defeats Saris. They're flying back to Earth. But they can't quite properly land on Earth. So Justin Long directs them to crash land into Earth. 
They crash land into a convention center and walk out on stage. Is it the same convention? Has it been a year? I think it's only been like three days. Yeah, it's a new convention for sure. Yeah, so they just reuse the convention set. Yeah, just sure. Cr- Look, they only got $45 million. <laughs> crashed <right>? into. <laughs> they played Dave Matthews a lot. They killed a couple yeah. of people, I'm sure. Yeah, somebody had to die. Oh, easily. That, but yeah. Um... They all step out of a spaceship. Everybody cheers. Tim Allen kisses Sigourney Weaver. Uh, Sarah shows up again. Tim Allen does a, a barrel roll and shoots Sarah one last time. Sarah, who is impervious to all damage, Vaporized. survived a fucking spaceship crash, finally gets killed by a gunshot. <laughs> uh, and then they it ends with sort of the reboot of the TV show. Where they're 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 making another one. Sam Rockwell's actually a character now. He's got um, a last name, which is important for him. Yeah, yeah. I think the big question that's left over after the movie is they crashed a spaceship and shot an alien. What what happened? Are we not? <laughs> that seems that's big. the big question. I think the big question is. What happened to Sigourney Weaver's zipper budget? Yeah. Uh, well, again, Matt, it's forty-five million. They got to cut corners, right? Somewhere. And seemingly they cut the corner of her her wardrobe sticking it was like, together. At the beginning of the movie, like just her cleavage was hanging out, and you're like, "Well, that makes sense." And then by the end, like literally, it's down to her belly button. Her tits are fully out. I mean, they look great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's doing a great job. Really acting the shit out of but that. But didn't she make a joke about it? About how, like, the only thing she was good for on the show was, like, talking yeah, about the computer I think, and having her tits out? I think that's, like, the joke of it, but it it gets a little uh, it was a, it was excessive. A bit much. Yeah, it was a bit much. Well, yeah, it's like... The, the joke would be like, oh, the show made me have my tits out, yeah. and I don't like that. Right. But then the movie also does that. And, and you're like, okay, well, movie, you just pointed out to me why that's not good. Right. Yeah. I think it would have been funnier then, if the whole time her, her zipper just kept going down a little bit more. What if the computer didn't listen to her unless her tits were out? Oh, my God. That'd be really funny, too. <laughs> like, she zips it up all yeah. the way, and she's a like, computer. Tell or us the there's coordinates. there's a scene where she's zipping into the costume, and the zipper just doesn't go up. <laughs> that would also be pretty important. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a few ways that they could have delivered on that concept. Yeah. I think it's and a... maybe end it off with her in a comfortable sweater. I think it's instead. a Tim Allen movie <laughs> staple, though, that horrific things happen to some population and everyone forgets it. Yeah. Jungle to jungle, they murder like two-thirds of the mob. Santa Claus one, they reveal that Santa Claus is a real demonic entity to a whole town. Santa Claus mm-hmm. two. Are you saying Claus? He's saying Claus. It's Santa Claus. Are you hearing Santa, this? Santa He's Claus. not saying Santa Claus. He's saying it's, Santa it's Claus. Das Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus. Santa it's Claus the Santa two. No, Claus. Santa Claus two. Claus. Santa Claus. 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 Santa Claus. How do you actually say Santa, like the the, the spiritual entity? Claus. 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 Santa Claus. No, you're saying Claus. <laughs> Santa like Claus. Car- no. Like like when Tim Allen like flexes his hands and like. <laughs> no, that's still Claus. Deploy the Santa Claus. Chink. You're still saying it wrong. Isn't it a Black Panther tie-in where they go like. <laughs> And then they fight. Can, like, I really, this is really important to me. Can we take a time out? You need to know how to say Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Yes. 
Santa Claus to they kidnap a poor woman and take her to the demonic North Pole. And then in oh, this, yeah. he steals a woman to be his brood mother. Right. And then in this, a whole bunch of people witness an alien crash and murder. And seemingly the reward is they well, get they more all, of their favorite TV show. They all thought it was like a, well, I don't know about the crash, but they all saw, they, they all probably thought the alien thing was like fun special effects. I guess that's how you write it off. It's like, look at what we did for this convention. Yeah. You murdered people to crash that ship through the building. Yeah. And everyone's like, yay. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Santa yeah, Claus. Claus. Santa okay. Claus. Now no. I think we're Claus. at that hit point of the, the Allen zone where we rank Tim we Allen's have four cinematic universe. Tim Allen movies Should that we've we watched. Part of the Allen cinematic yeah. universe. Do we want yeah. to rank all the Tim Allen movies or no. just the ones we've four we have watched recently? No, no. Like when we watch okay. another Tim Allen movie, we add it onto the ranking. Okay. I have a definitive ranking right. in my mind. Go. No, that's not the game. You rank, and I tell you if you're right or wrong. Oh, there's a wrong answer. Obviously, there's a wrong answer. I can't even say Santa Claus right. That was better. Water. <laughs> okay, Colleen, you're up. Um, what are my options? Santa Claus 1, Santa Claus 2, Jungle to Jungle. See, I don't see... You're saying Claus 2. You're saying Claus. Claus. It's wrong. Not Claus. <laughs> I think we're going to have to divorce over this. This is really big. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait. Matt's having a stroke. I, wait, hold on. I hear something come. Wait, hold on. Something's coming through. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, fuck. Guys, we missed a punch squad. Oh, fuck. I'm, our producer's coming in. We missed a punch squad. We had to do a punch squad for this episode. Okay, take it from the top. Fernando, I told you you need to tell us this stuff ahead of time. We're doing the... No, the, Fernando. I know. I know we're the host, but you can't act like this. Fernando, we're doing the, the podcast bit where we talk okay, about our producer. Matt, Claus? And Fernando. Fernando? <laughs> Fernando, Fernando, wind it back. Wind it back. You putting the accent on his name sounds racist. For, Fernando, is it is it racist? Can you can you Google this for me? Oh. <sighs> he, he's nodding his head. It's racist. It's very racist. Yeah, it's, oh my god. Guys, could you punch a giant rock monster? No. Welcome to Punch. Oh, absolutely not. No, no yeah. Let's bring it to the top. It's been a couple episodes since we've done a Punch Squad. Didn't we do it last sure. time? What was the last episode? The last episode was Phantom Menace. I don't think we did one. Oh, fuck. And then we did Santa Claus. One and oh, two super no episodes. Punches Sorry, we did Star Santa Wars Claus. Movie. Santa Claus. I don't, don't no, we did a Punch Squad wrong. for the reindeer. Right. So it's yeah, been yeah, a month oh, okay. since we've done a Punch yeah. Squad. We don't record these podcasts very often, Colleen. What? what? All right, you're going rock monster, not like the weird baby tooth monster? I think, one, part of Punch Squad is it has to be, like, animalistic in some way. That seems right. And it seems like the babies are, like, the society, and the rock monster is, what like... What the pig? No, mm-mm, mm-mm. I think the pig is, like, a captured gladiator-type situation. Rock monster... I think the pig is food for the rock monster. A right. wild animal in this planet well i'm gonna go ahead and not give myself the benefit of the doubt i could not beat that rock monster it would kill me you couldn't outwit tim allen 
Tim yeah. Allen beats the rock monster. Does he? Tim though? Allen doesn't beat the he rock doesn't. monster. He doesn't. That's true. Monk saves him from the rock yeah, monster. Yeah, he would have died. They do use the rock monster later. Now, I don't know about you, Matt, but I don't have Tony Shalhoub's number. <laughs> so, Up until seven and a half minutes ago, I didn't know his name was Tony Shalhoub, so I definitely don't have his number. And I don't have <laughs> anyone with enough, Monk with no last name now that I'm no looking through my contacts, my I do have his number. <laughs> I, don't have no, I don't have anyone with a Shalhoub or Monk, no last name, in my phone. I'm assuming I don't have it. He's in my phone as Monk, actually. Oh, Monk Shalhoub. Okay. <laughs> See, I think you guys are overthinking this one. Like, if we bring Punch Squad back to basics. Okay. Okay. You're landing punches, baby. Yeah, my hands would break. It's a big yeah, rock. you're gonna break your hand. You can't punch a rock? No. Punch a goddamn rock. I'd fucking dare you. Unplug your headset, go outside, part, punch a fucking rock, and tell me how that goes. Had, did we as ever stipulate you that you have to walk away unscathed? No. No, but you have you to have beat to, it, don't you? you? So you're saying injured, it's but... impossible to win against Rock Monster? Yeah. If you're just punching, yeah. If you're just punching, you can't beat a Rock well, Monster. Well, no, you can come up with a plan to beat the Rock Monster, but you can't use, like... You can't bring a... I mean, even if you had a gun, you can't shoot the Rock no. Monster. But you got fists. The ending of the rock monster would have to be very similar to the actual movie ending of the rock monster, where you you punch it out into space. Thank you for leading into my final solution. Okay, troubling <laughs> way of phrasing that. What are you going to do to this rock monster, Matt? I'm going to put it in a I'm chamber. Worried. I'm going to deprive it of oxygen. Okay. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Fernando, oh, no. is this the same kind of rate? Oh, yeah, I'm getting a big nod. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, that rock monster, you couldn't tell because it was so tall, but it was wearing a yarmulke. Yeah, it was very so Jewish. <laughs> See, you guys are forgetting that Punch Squad is about landing the ultimate punch that brings it to its maker. Not necessarily just going up and beating a rock monster's ass. Okay. I got a spaceship, baby. I'm going to teleport that fucking rock monster into my gas chamber. I mean, space chamber. I mean, oxygen chamber. <laughs> Shoot it into space, <laughs> then teleport myself past it and land a menacing blow into that rock monster's That's face. Fair. Good choice. Okay. So Matt's going to hold the rock monster. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> cool. You know, she dies. Where's your solution? Where's your final my solution? solution? <laughs> okay. First, I don't see anything wrong with what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I see several things wrong with it. The rock monster, I, I think utilizing the spaceship might be the only way to do it. Obviously, it's a but, fucking rock but monster. But you don't have, you don't know Tony Shalhoub. Oh, God, so I you did can't get say onto that. the spaceship. Yeah. What if I just lied Sorry. and said I know Tony Shalhoub? Oh, but you don't. Uh, he's right. And it's, it's been recorded. It and Fernando said he's not taking it out. So. But <laughs> I do, mm, typically, mm, no, I think I have to live with it that I don't know who Tony Shalhoub is. Yeah. But do I know? I mean, even if you know who he is, he's not going to help you out. Do I know Justin Long? He seems no. like a good guy. No. Think about the people that you do know, and how can you punch squad this rock? Okay. In this universe, I feel like I have access to the spaceship. Do we agree? 
I don't know if I agree. All right. Well, when we were in... How am I encountering the rock time monster out, then? Time out. When we, were in, when we were in Beetlejuice's world, we had access to the dog. Therefore... Right. Well, that's a dog on and, like, Earth. And <laughs> the dog and the car and the whole town. So let's say you are in space when you encounter this rock monster. How am I in space? Give me something to work with. Okay, well, the the classic punch squad is you're delivered a dossier. Right. And it says you have to punch this rock and monster. And I think that the rock monster existing, existing means that I know that space travel on the Galaxy yeah. Quest ship is possible. I think that's fair. Okay, so you can book a space Uber. It doesn't mean that the Uber driver is going to drive you into the rock monster. Okay, let's, let's... Am I given the dossier in 2020? You're given the dossier in... 2020 oh god you maybe are given the dossier in 1999 but i'll give you 2020 <laughs> see then i know because i'm not a goddamn idiot who believes the cover-ups that a real spaceship crashed into a convention murdered 38 people and they shot an alien so the spaceship exists Mm-hmm. So now, okay, now, now you're thinking with portals. Now I befriend Tony Shalhoub because I know he was there, and I go, he was there. Tony, Tony, come on, man, you got it. Tony, I would befriend Justin Long. No, and, and he says to you, Matt, Matt, please call me Monk. <laughs> and I say, thank now. goodness, because I couldn't remember your name till my friend Wikipedia in 38 minutes into my podcast episode. So Monk. Please, you gotta get me to that rock monster, man. The dossier. It's juicy. He agrees, obviously. He's been looking for okay. work. Yeah. He's looking for a quick payday. It's been a while since he's been mugged. He missed uh, driving, driving that spaceship. Excuse me. Totally Shaloop's too busy fucking his tentacle girlfriend. <laughs> I guess, yeah. In this continued universe, he is still with okay, that tentacle this monster. Is the, this is the interesting... Okay, what are the other... So I'm thinking of the other punch squads that we've done. Have we ever done one that's not in a standard universe? I mean, you did have to kill a murderous dog. Murderous dog, yes, but it was a human dog. A human dog. A human world dog. (laughs) It was a human dog. (laughs) Human Human world dog. So... Technically, it's just, like, on Earth, right? What were the other... We had one with, like, a rhino for, like, wild thornberries. It was not a rhino. It was, it was like an, an elephant. elephant. That was the first Punch Squad. I can't wait till we're famous enough and there's a wiki that people create. Yeah, can y'all start a wiki? That'd be great, because I can't remember the okay, podcast. how about we record an episode every two weeks for, I don't know, six weeks, and then we'll, we'll think about it? <laughs> okay, so, so those are all in the normal universe so i think we have to establish a rule here whereas where if we're in a non nor like if we're in this unique universe that doesn't actually exist the santa claus but the santa claus is it was just a reindeer there's reindeer on earth there's not rock monsters on earth so we need to no i mean no we we've already kind of established this rule because a lot of beating up chet the reindeer involved Getting access to Santa's sleigh. Right, because like, it was like beating a so reindeer's ass would... as it took off from, from so the then, surface of the earth. So then we would have access to not Tony right. Shalhoub, so, but his character in this show. Right. That's, I, no, no, it would be Tony Shalhoub. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate to correct you, Kyle. <laughs> Is he not? 
Wait, no, because they do have two names, right? They're the characters. No, not they like- have other names. So, so yes, you in this show, Galaxy Quest is a real TV right. show. It'd in be this universe. fucking funny if in this movie it was Sigourney Weaver, Tim Allen, Tony Shalhoub, Sam Rockwell, each playing a character from a TV show called Galaxy Quest. Yeah. No? Yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. Yeah. That'd be good. So in my universe, that's what happened because it'd be better. Okay. <laughs> and I'd befriend Monk. Monk is like, yeah, I'm itching to get back up into space. And then I go through my whole exact solution. Here's the thing, though. What crash lands is not the ship. It's a, like it's, it's an escape pod. Mm. Oh, you did foil Matt, me there. You're right, because they separate yeah, the ship. Yeah, has the ship. Yeah. I don't know if I could correct from this, because like, seemingly there's no need for these people to come back to Earth and teleport me up. Why would they recreate the ship? Oh, I might have been. This might be the end of my winning streak. Yeah, I would definitely lose. Are the yeah, universes I mean, shared? Here's the thing: the rock monster is floating in space. Oh, that's true. It has to land somewhere into my fist. Right. <laughs> that's what so I'm saying. You I'm, just need to I, get to the nearest planet, calculate the orbital. <laughs> rotation of this rock monster that holds your fist up i'm thinking i doctor strange that shit and i'm like there's 18 billion 465 million whatever 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 probabilities and this is where he lands into my fist and then i go to that planet okay so you're gonna steal the time stone from doctor strange in terms of things i've done on the punch (laughs) squad it doesn't seem that out of the realm of possibility no, but the Time Stone doesn't exist, Matt. I haven't seen the sequel to Galaxy Quest, but I don't believe you. No, no, no. But the Time Stone was destroyed. Ah, oh, you're right. Yeah. Time Stone doesn't exist. Being in 2020 like, is really limiting. I don't like any of you. What would you do? You haven't given me any solutions. No, I told you I would lose. This what? is a dumb scenario. What a defeatist Colleen, attitude. Might I remind you? Never give up. Never surrender. God damn, that's good. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> What's the ranking of these fucking movies? Oh, wait, yeah, wait, wait, wait. We have to give our rankings. Okay, so worst to best acting of Tim Allen? No, just subjective. Like, you've got a DVD shelf for okay, some... Like, okay, so the movie You're itself. in hell and... Satan's yeah. like, here's my list of DVDs, not Blu-rays. We don't have HD down here. Okay, okay. So I'm in- now that you've finished sorting through my hundred identical copies of Little Nicky, here's my next task for you. <laughs> okay, so okay, I'm given these four movies and I'm forced to watch them for more. That's just for that fear. I did it. Oh. Oh. Okay. So I'm giving Can you imagine you- watching Little Nicky a hundred times? <laughs> like a fucking scholastic picture, like spot the differences. That would be my hell. Okay. Okay, so you give me these four Tim Allen movies and you want me to rank them from you want me to let's say I need to watch them from least favorite to favorite. I would go No, you just have to put them in order. You don't have to watch them again. Fine, the least favorite to favorite. Okay. Jesus. 
Just saying, don't subject yourself to that. You're better than that. Well, I thought it was in hell in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, Colleen, this is hell. We're not unreasonable. <laughs> you don't have to watch them. You do have to think about them. All right, I think I'm gonna go. It's torment enough. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Santa Claus two. That's the worst. I'm gonna go Jungle to Jungle. I'm gonna go Santa Claus one, and then I'm gonna go Galaxy Quest. A new. I think that's very reasonable. Yeah. Um. Uh, as Matt might have said, or Matt may be feeling, I feel like there's a little bit of swing between Santa Claus 2 and Jungle, Jungle. Jungle. Yeah, those are my two yeah. that I wasn't sure what order to put them in. Right. But I, really... I think Galaxy Quest is handedly number yeah. one. I am still of the opinion that Santa Claus is not the worst movie. So the Santa Claus would be number two for me. Yeah. Number three, it's hard to say. The Santa Claus 2 is very bad (laughs) and so is jungle to jungle and they both have two in the title so i can't give i can't dock either points for that um i think jungle to jungle is just a little bit more racist so i'm gonna put that one at the bottom i anoop that's a fair estimation and it is like a billion times more racist but yeah. I think it is still a better movie than the Santa Claus 2. I think Colleen had the right <gasps> rating. You mean I was right? Yeah. I was right. You were wrong. You can't mm. You can't practice your profession anymore because of that. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. God, Jungle Back to Jungle Back to 100 so copies bad. of Little Nicky. <laughs> you know what we've fucking signed ourselves up for, right? Is that if this ever turns into like a Paul Blart, like till death do us Blart type thing. We're like Tim Allening ourselves, yeah. where it's like every fucking Arbor Day we're watching Jungle to Jungle until one of us dies. I mean, that seems reasonable to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> to be fair, well, Tim Allen's only in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, It's a lot of fucking movies, Colleen. <laughs> you said to be fair like it was going to be 6, and we're almost at the end. 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 38, 39, 40. Colleen, 41 that's more movies. than there are episodes than I've been in. of this podcast. <laughs> We could have done every episode of this podcast about Tim Allen, and we still wouldn't be done yet. To be okay. fair, a tenth of them are Toy Story movies. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, okay, so like a tenth of them are Toy Story movies, and like court, a quarter of them are just him being himself. You know what? Okay, so he's in, what did I say, 41 movies? You continue talking. I need to figure How this out. How can we continue talking when you're like, wait, he's <laughs> he's been in 41 movies. Oh, wait, you know what? You continue the podcast while I think of my bit. Four of them were as himself. Sorry, more than four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them he was playing himself. Okay? And then we've got the three Santa Clauses where he's playing the same character. And then we've got how many is he Buzz Lightyear in? One, two, three. I presume four. (laughs) No, there's more. Four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten of those movies he plays Buzz Lightyear. Wait, so Tim Allen does Buzz Lightyear on the direct to VHS Toy Story movies? I don't know if all of those will necessarily count. I just hate that you have more picks 
that are going to contain Tim Allen. Hey, you know, because you've picked all of them. I, and then he's a, he's a narrator in four of them. So we've knocked out 50% of his movies already. You know what I mean? Like, we're not going to do the ones where he plays himself. We're not going to do the ones where he's a narrator. And we were going to do Toy Story eventually. All I'm saying is there's a lot of Tim Allen in our future. I mean, there's also television shows, which I didn't That's get into. Really, we could make didn't a whole new podcast. we have this conversation already, this podcast? That was the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. I'm... We've Aurora Boris this podcast. <laughs> is it Aurora Boris or is it Ouroboros? Because <laughs> I think Aurora, Aurora. I think you mashed up Aurora Borealis and Ouroboros. <laughs> no, it's a very shiny snake. It's beautiful. And it's a beautiful snake. nine more things that he did Buzz Lightyear in, five of which are, one, two, three, four, five of which are video games, and the other four are television shows. He does the he fucking Buzz Lightyear in kingdom hearts does he yep no you know tom hanks just has his brother do it yeah i actually knew that for some reason yeah right that's nice though yeah it's like right on my coattails tim allen has no family does is tim allen married yes tim allen was born from a. how many times has tim allen been married two stop just immediately answering like Tim Allen game show has fallen to bits. He's got two children. He's born in Denver, anyway, Colorado. Tim Jowell. I think we have to ask the most Tim important Ballen. question, which is how many Phantom Menaces is this is this is Ooh. is Galaxy Quest? It's a good movie. This was a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. This may be, it's gonna be that's a what high I said. Number. Y'all threw a fucking fit when I picked Galaxy Quest. It was a good no, movie. No, I threw a fucking fit when you picked another Tim Allen movie. Uh, you need to follow the way. We're in the Allen zone. If you pick Toy Story, I'd be upset because it's a Tim Allen movie, but it's a good movie. Well, wait another two weeks. And let's see what fucking happens, man. Someone doesn't know how to do math because you got me and Colin. Oh, uh, he next. supports Donald Trump. God damn it! We don't need an actual villain for this podcast. Yeah, we do, and it's Tim <laughs> Allen. He's appeared on Sean Hannity's show, and he's supported. Donald Trump. Okay, that just oh. kind of makes sense. He's I dead feel to me. Like. Yeah, he's dead to me. Yeah. Um, how many Phantom Menaces was this? Phantom Menace is fucking shit. Um, so two hundred. Snap. That's a start. You're up, Matt. Twenty-five. Wow. Two hundred. I really hated Phantom Menace. Uh, it is really bad. 25 feels Yeah, low see, I have no idea how low I went with Phantom Menace. 75. I'm changing it. I like this movie. This movie's this fun. This is a good movie. And I like the conceit. It's like smarter than it should be. Yeah, it's funny. It's It's got little quips in it that are like, it, it. it's funny, but it's bad. But it also picks on itself for being bad. It's not bad. It just is meta. Like it's yeah. it's like a fucking meme in 1998. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give this 125 Phantom Menace. I should have done like Order 66, like 66 Phantom Menace. Uh, wrong movie. I know. Matt, get it together. Yeah. Fucking embarrassing. Yeah. Anyways, I I have one final question that I'd like to end out this episode with, for, which is: Fernando, if you were to Fern- make Fern- Fern- Galaxy Fern- Quest, Fernando, huh? Fernando, do we have time for this? 
Yeah, he's nodding his head. Yeah, he okay. cleared it. Yeah. Yeah, he's giving two thumbs up. And then he's flipping Matt off. Okay, Fernando. I know he does the name thing. There's no need for that. <laughs> God damn. The fake producer bit is fucking funny. Guys, oh yeah. my god, every episode doing it from now on. Now, if we ever actually get successful enough to have a producer, we have to hire somebody named Fernando. <laughs> Legally change his name. <laughs> Whoever they are, we're calling them Fernando. <laughs> so that's besides the point. Uh, uh, if they made Galaxy Quest today, and this isn't like one for one they made Galaxy Quest, but if they made a movie like Galaxy Quest, what would it be about? It couldn't be Star Trek, because I feel like it's missed the cultural zeitgeist, right? Exactly, exactly. That's that's kind of what I'm going It would for. be Marvel or something. I think that's reasonable. Like, it would be Iron Man, or like, the people who get equipment that makes them a superhero. Which I know is few and far between, but like, a Batman, like, an Iron Man type thing, where they'd be like, oh, shit, like, now we actually have to be superheroes. I could see it also with, like, a Hunger Games type situation. Dark. That'd be funny. Hmm. That would be dark as shit. That'd be kind of <laughs> I'm cool. into it, yeah. I'd watch that. That's what I'd I want it that. to be. I don't know if that's what it would that be. That already that's is a movie. That is the fucking... God, what is it called? The Japanese movie? Where they get trapped on an island and... Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Which is what Hunger Games is based on, but that's not at all what Kali Yeah, Orbros. I'm saying it would be like a... Like, like Jennifer Lawrence. Like Jennifer would Lawrence be. would be in this movie about the Hunger Games. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. I'm forgetting that it needs to be yeah. people who played the thing then being put... Yeah. Okay, yes. I think that'd be fine. Not just a real situation. Sorry. Yeah, I think that... You could maybe do like a like a Harry Potter thing. Yep, that's where it's like. But that'd be so fucking these, cool. Yeah, they get picked up by a bunch of people who are like, "Well, you're a wizard, right?" And he's like, "No, I'm a fucking I'm an actor." <laughs> um, be a lot of jokes about like, yeah, I think I'm a wizard with the words, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I should be a screenwriter. <laughs> what I do is kind of a magic, <laughs> in a way. Uh, well, guys, I think that's been an episode yeah. of Everything You Remember Sucks, colon, The Allen Zone. See, <laughs> I gotta stop you because what we're gonna get is a lot of IKEA furniture enthusiasts who are looking for a podcast on how to <laughs> assemble their furniture using the Allen keys. Instead, they're gonna get the shitty Tim Allen podcast. Yeah, they're gonna be sorely disappointed. Back yeah. to the drawing board. No, you're thinking of the Allen place. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. You're right. No, wait. That's the Allen Rickman dude. Oh, yes. fuck. <laughs> God damn it. You're right again. Yeah. You're thinking of this Allen life. That's the podcast all about. Oh, I wait. Shit. That's an Allen Alda podcast. I forgot. <laughs> damn it. It's crazy that they had to do alphabetical Allen podcasts before they could do anything else about podcasts, but... Yeah, that's what you know. You just got to do it. I think we're running out of steam. See you next week. <laughs> yeah, this was good. I don't know. Something about my Allen, my Allen and me. <laughs> uh, whatever. Figure it out. <laughs> Fernando, put a good joke in here at the end. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Everything You Remember Sucks. Join us two weeks from now. I don't know how to end it. When it's already been when brought it's already in. Been brought See you in. next week, okay, guys. Bye. Colleen's incapable of doing this on her own.
<laughs> Damn. That is wet. <laughs> <laughs>